Welcome to the holiday season and to Comic Book Queers colon Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and with me, let's see if he's in a singing mood, is Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Oh, the weather is popping Yay! and those X-Men are stopping me or two. Um, oh, do you know what? I wonder, there should be, I want to create an X-Men character called Pumpkin Spice. Ooh, and she's only around during the fall season. Yes. Did you watch um, Amy Schumer's SNL last night? No, I want to, though, it because Jimmy actu- Fowley's writing now. No, I know. I'm, I follow him on Instagram. He's. I know him. You know I know him, right? Yeah, I do. And you okay. know Jeff and I are in love with him, right? Yes, yes. He. Um, I'm convinced he is going to make it on the show. I, I mean, how could he not be on the show? Well, I will say he, the, in the David S. Pumpkins one from last week, he uh, is the Michael Myers. He's in the Michael Myers yes. mask. And he showed an Instagram of like them rehearsing. And yes. he, did you see that? Where he's just like, and he's kind of like making them all laugh. I'm like, he's going to get on the show. He'll which, get on the show. I, that's the second time I've seen him demonstrating physical comedy to the actors. Demonstrating the physical yes. comedy he wrote. There is an old comedy, like his YouTube videos are hilarious. If you don't know who we're talking about, Jimmy Fowley, look up his YouTube videos. They're amazing. First, he has one where he plays this ugly girl where he's in drag. And there's like on an app where you take a picture that says what celebrity you look like. And he keeps getting Anne Frank. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just lines where he's just like, they're like, no, but Anne Frank's kind of pretty. And he's like, I just don't know why Anne Frank's in the database. Like, (laughs) But there's another one, speaking of physical comedy, where he just plays this hippie on roller skates, holding a sign saying like Hong for jesus but he keeps just like biting it on the roller skates like to the point where i'm like how have you not broken oh my god and it is so fucking funny it's so funny i'll watch anyway um but they, but speaking of amy schumer had a sketch it was heidi gardner amy schumer and chloe Feynman, and it was basically called big dumb hat and it was like it's autumn it's time and we're your basic white girls wearing our big stupid hats <laughs> <laughs> and Amy Schumer's hat just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's great. But it is those girls in LA with those big brimmed hats, stupid huge hats. sunglasses, um, and then a dog in their purse, um, and a pumpkin spice latte. It's the worst. I hate autumn, especially Even- now, because now that it's like 65 degrees, everybody here in LA is acting like it's like fully winter. Like freezing. I mean, although I'm one of those people because I'm always cold, but you know, I don't make a thing of it. <laughs> Even in New York, the boys are wearing wide brimmed hats all of a sudden everywhere. Yeah, I hate it. Do you remember um, 2008 when all the gay men started wearing like, like gingham, like gingham scarves that looked yes. like picnic table baskets and had faux hawks? Yes. I. I remember being like, oh, I'm too old now because fashion looks bad. Faux hawks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be part of this fashion. I, a faux hawk is probably the stupidest thing you could do with your hair. I'm so sorry if any of our listeners are sporting a faux hawk right now, but stop. But no, but no, but it's faux hawks were like 2006 to 2008, 2009. So that means 
And around 2026, oh no, yeah, 20 years later, the faux hawk is going to be the new retro. But it'll have a spin. It'll have like a different nuance. Oh god, you know, it'll like curl in opposite ways along the tip or something. Oh god. Anyway, uh, what hot? Uh, oh, music. Hot topics. Let's talk about some comic book related hot topics. We have so many casting announcements out of the MCU, I, like uh, more than you can shake a stick at. Let's get it. I Hold on, let me put down my stick. Okay, now I can see them all. So we've got the Wonder Man series, we have Wonder Man cast, and we have an actor who's been tied to the project. We don't know who he is playing though. Yes, who? So Wonder Man is gonna be, Simon Williams is gonna be Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second. Hello. Love it. How are you gonna play Black Manta, Dr. Manhattan, and now Wonder Man? I know. He's literally just going to every single um, comic book franchise and being like, yeah, I'll be the most powerful and hottest one here. Sure. Next up, Spawn. Also, did you hear who else is in the show? This one I'm surprised by. Who? I was so... The last time I was this surprised by this actor was when he inexplicably showed up as the dad in Little Women. I'm talking about Bob Odenkirk. Oh, that makes sense. Who is he going to be? I don't know. Bob Odenkirk, he's like, after doing Better Call Saul, he has like the comedy chops and the serious drama chops. And that's something that the MCU loves. They love people who can do funny and serious. Yeah. But we don't know who he's going to be. No. Wonder Man, though. Wonder Man's always, I feel like, just been like on West Coast Avengers and Avengers. There's no like, oh, this is the Wonder Man nemesis. You know what I mean? True, but we all remember who the Wonder Man's best friend used to be. Vision? Beast. Oh, Beast. Oh, right. Yeah. So. What was the deal with him and Wanda? Wonder Man and Wanda. Wonder Man was in love with Wanda. And Wonder Man was the original engram template for Vision's Vision, right. consciousness. Okay. She was like, I like your personality, but I don't like your fleshy body. If you would put your personality in a robot body, now that I would be down for. And so they did. Um, also, I just, he is just so hot. I just am so excited for him to play this role. Because Wonder Man is always kind of like beefy and, and like kind of showing like his a, body off. But he's like yeah. a himbo. Yeah. Oh, sure. He's an actor. And and I'm I am here for that. Oh, yeah. Because there's gonna be a lot of nipples, a lot of nipples, a lot of pants. Yeah. A lot I of body, a lot of torso. Of oh my god. Remember when you saw his in Watchmen? Yep. But that was god, a prosthetic. Never... That was a prosthetic. Oh, they're always prosthetic. Um, but now I'm just like, how do we get to have a sex scene between Kang and um Wonder Man. And Wonder Man. How does yeah. that happen now? I need that to happen. Uh, me too. It'll happen. Um, also, we got Agatha, some Coven of Chaos. Coven of Chaos. We've got a coven of actors and actresses. We got a whole coven of them. First of all, it has been confirmed that Anya from Buffy will be returning. She's back as Dottie, Emma Caulfield. Wait. 
And it would be nice if she was part of this coven as well, because we all thought that that was Clea originally. And it would be nice if there was more to Dottie after all. Maybe not Clea. Maybe Clea. Oh, no. Clea's, um, what's her face? Charlize. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, but she'll be somebody. She'll be witchy. She'll be a witch. But was, I mean, but that's the thing is we never saw, we don't really know who she, because most of those people were just regular people. She was too. She was like, my daughter is locked in her bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But we also got the thing that I'm also excited about is we have Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. already been in a Marvel um, project oh, already. Oh, remember when Aubrey Plaza won us over as the fucking Shadow, Shadow King? King? Yes. Like the one of the best Marvel villain performances ever? Yes. That was such a great season. Ah, oh, it was so good. So good to be in love with TV like that. Um, but what I'm, of course, most excited about, oh! Joe Locke from Heartstopper. I can't. Is going to be Billy. I mean, that hasn't been announced, but he's clearly he's Billy. Going, he is. He is. Which, he's when, that, when, it, when somebody online made the connection that the two boys from Heartstoppers, Joe Locke from Heartstoppers, alongside Kit Connor from Heartstoppers, that they're like the physically perfect for Billy and Teddy, that was all I could see. Kit Connor, he better... If he recovers being outed publicly, he better be cast. Well, as it'll Teddy. be interesting as enough. because you know where he will show up. Secret invasion. Secret invasion. So we're. I'm waiting to hear some more. If any, if there's going to be any extra. I guess they've announced most of the cast of Secret Invasion, but I think Kid Connor should show up in Secret Invasion. Ooh. But Joe Log is a like hundred percent going to be billy like what one thousand percent billy oh my god and he's perfect like what a dream come true he, physically personality wise he is perfect yeah he um, even looks like he could have been the current little kid grown up as a teen yeah and i just say i will just say i know i know it's billy 100 i actually know it's 100 percent billy i i know some people and I, it is anyway Anyway, bye. <laughs> um, is there any other fun casting? I don't think so. Um, no. I just, this is what I'm most excited for is the Coven of Chaos. Oh, God, yes. I am most excited for that. I'm also very interested to see Secret Invasion and of how Abigail Brand will be, like what her character will be like. Oh, it's hard for me to think of uh, what's the actress Amelia Clark playing yeah. Abigail Brand. Like I've never seen her. Like I've only seen her in Game of Thrones and then that awful Christmas movie with, uh, Henry, with Henry Golding, Golding? where he was yeah. dead the whole time. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. You fucker. Yeah, that's why you should not see that. No, it. No, it's a bad uh, spin um, for uh, a rom com. That the person is dead the entire time and just in your head. I'm glad I'm spoiling it for people so they don't watch that garbage. Garbage. Oh, there is one. There is one last bit of casting news confirmation. Rumor is that um, John Berthnall is returning as the Punisher somewhere in Phase Five, probably Born Again. I mean, I'm. There's one reason why I'm excited about the return of the Punisher, and do you know what it is? 
What? Um, who has co-opted the Punisher logo? Oh, police. Police and white supremacists. So you know that how whatever form he returns as, it is going to piss off all of the right Absolutely. And I feel like the actor, John Berthnall, like I feel like he is down with any fuck you people who have usurped this logo kind of stuff. Exactly. Like, I, feel like he, I think he, he's come absolutely. out. I think he has tweeted some things. Yeah. Of like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> no, he's good people. Yeah. Um, and he's hot. Oh, and he's hot. Um, and yeah, tweeting. Speaking of tweeting, uh, tweet while you can. Well, before the whole thing falls apart. I feel um, like I want to quit. I want to quit our Twitter account, like our CBQ Twitter account. But then I feel like, you know, we'll go from three listeners to one. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, but no, I just just go down with the storm. Uh, but uh, speaking of that tweet, uh, the Kid Connor thing, we brushed over that. I want to talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. And I've gone into a fight. I have two gay actor friends and they are 100% that like only gay people should play gay roles now. It's fucked up. We're not getting roles and they're given to straight people, blah, 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 blah. And I remember telling them, I was like, but that also, you're then forcing people to come out in order to get a role. And they were like, we don't care. And I was like, see, but here's where it becomes a problem is now this is a young person. So I will say... um, Maybe someone in their 20s and 30s, maybe you can be doing that. But when people are in their teens, maybe don't demand the teen. Like that teen better say that he's non-binary. That teen better say he's gay. That teen better say this because it's like they're still exploring themselves. Let's not fuck someone up like that. Correct. But at the same he, time, now he's fucked up and he has to live with this. But at the same well, time, I don't know if anyone knows. If you don't know, Kit Connor tweeted. I'm bi- basically like I'm bi. Are you happy now? And yeah, you forced like an eighteen-year-old kid. Of Heartstopper. Yeah, you forced an eighteen-year-old kid to come out. For, I mean, ugh. Be- yeah, because <laughs> of uh, queer baiting. Accusations of queer baiting. But that's the thing is like people are just. I feel like that's the. And I will say this is where Elon got on Twitter and bought Twitter because he's so sick of the woke culture and cancel culture. And I will tell you this. The people that are say that he's queer baiting, all of these people that are being like whatever, like taking it too far with their wokeness. They're such a small minority. They're just a loud small minority. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think most people that most people are just normal and want justice for everything. You know what I mean? Most sure. people are just normal and it's just this loud crazy left minority. But I'll tell you this, would I rather have um a crazy radical leftist that is like get yelling at people for queer baiting or a crazy radical right-wing person that is murdering Jews and black people? That's where it's like it's not equal. <laughs> sure, exactly. But also, I my new policy: anytime somebody is going to use the word "work" in the oh, work. woke in the pejorative, woke is, cover girl, woke it like, girl, <laughs> you better woke. Um, but anytime somebody says "woke" in front of me, I'm going to ask them what they mean by yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. I just would love to explore it's usually, that word. Yeah, it usually comes down to someone didn't like it when I was racist. <laughs> right, right. And then you're like, yeah, well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, Time to defang woke. Yeah. Defang, but Dakin? 
Oh, I wish they would defang Dakin. That sounds like you want to talk about some X-Men books. You're well, right. One. Maybe we should segue into it. Can we hit the music, please? I want your ass. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh, Things yes. are really coming to a head, everybody, in X-Men Red number eight. X-Men Red for filth. Also, I want to say I will be articulating my theory All right. at the end of this review. Everybody take note, because if Brett is right, which a lot of times he is, a lot of times give I'm him not, credit. Though. And if he's not, then we can make fun of him. So what I love about the opening of this issue is it brings back this weird Prince of Power character that Al Ewing created in Guardians of the Galaxy. This weird, like, He-Man with the weird backstory. Was the know, bunny you, with them? Did you read that? No, I did not. The but bunny, was the, was he bunny meets was there the bunny. Too? He meets the bunny in the original story, and they go off together. Okay. Is Al Ewing yeah. writing this? Yes. Okay. He was writing, yeah. So Al Ewing was writing that story where this guy and this rabbit were last seen. All right. This is the guy who, he was the young, so he was on this planet that was essentially Eternia, Half of the planet was good. Half of the planet was evil. Half of the planet was run by this He-Man type figure who was this blonde Prince of Power character's older brother. And the other half of the planet was run by a Skeletor. And they were in constant battle and therefore there was balance. This Prince of Power guy was nerdy and weak. And he's like, I wish I had my older brother's power. And then I would take over the whole evil half of the planet and make it all good. And then all of a sudden, a power stone, like the purple infinity stone, is in the candy he's eating, and he eats it, and he becomes this he his his own He-Man, and he does that. He destroys the evil half of the planet, but he winds up destroying the whole planet in the process. Like the planet is like gone? Yeah, it's gone. Ooh, whoops. Ooh, so he's kind of a dipshit. That is interesting, because in a weird way... I don't know if you watched the He-Man reboot, the Kevin Smith's He-Man reboot. I did. That deals with a lot of that too, of the whole idea of like, the, you need the balance of like good and evil forces and stuff sure. like that. So that's interesting. Actually, so, that was a really good cartoon. Anyway. It was really good. So this character, Prince of Powers, his, his, his policy is that he doesn't, he won't think. He just, he doesn't like intelligence. He doesn't like thinking. He doesn't like analyzing. Because if he does that, he'll become very sad because he'll remember what he did to his planet. Yeah, genocide tends to do that. Yeah, so he's basically shut his intellect off, and he just goes by his body and his strength. I also love that Weaponless Zen is basically kind of left um, Arako to just like explore the galaxy. Yeah, I love that. All right. Then we get into this diplomatic meeting between Deathbird What's her name? Oh, Zandra. wait, wait, wait. Although we do need to talk about how, um, what's her name? Uh, the person, why can't, why can't I remember her name? The, per, the, the Iraqi that was brought on to sword is the sister of Weaponless Zen. I don't think that was established yeah. beforehand either. Yeah, I think it was hinted at during the um, battle with Uranus. But basically they're brought on where they're like, oh, we're going to assassinate um, um, Abigail Brand. So you're like, no. Nice. Hell yeah, you are. Because they found out about her plan, her team up with Orcus. Not so much her plan, maybe her plan, but certainly her team up with Orcus. But 
We find out about Abigail's entire plan. Yeah. In this issue. Yeah. And a lot of it, it basically centers around the next step of it is the assassination of Zandra. So Abigail arranged for this diplomatic meeting by slipping some very controversial information to the Kree Skrull Alliance that the Shi'ar was responsible for this this horrific war crime in their past, in the Kree Skrull past. And so all of that, like secret from the past, is coming to a head because of Abigail. But all of this is just a ruse so that Vulcan could swoop in and assassinate Zandra. But that's the thing is like, did they bring up the fact that Zandra has already been resurrected once? Yes. In fact, somebody calls her an immortal dictator at some point. Yeah. But then so does and I'm just trying to remember. I read because the, there's a part where there's like a data page where she's like going through a whole entire plan. I don't yeah, remember it completely. But, but if she's going to assassinate Zandra, isn't Zandra just going to come back? Xavier will bring her back. What's going to happen is, oh, that's true. That's true. That is a flaw in the plan because the plan is to assassinate Zandra and then guilt the X-Men into sending all of the Iraqi back to Amenth and then insert S.W.O.R.D. as kind of like the new galactic rulers, essentially. But yeah, I wonder what she would do about that. And the weird thing is, is she's she's playing these this game of chess but the weird thing is, is she's playing this game of chess, but it's it's still like to what end? Because in the end, she's not doing it for peace. She's not doing it out of loyalty. And weirdly, she's not doing it. She's she's doing it for power, but she's do but usually when people do stuff for power, they want to be the leader. She's still doing it where she's still behind puppet mastering everything. It's almost well, like she's doing it just because she at the can. End. Wait, oh, what is not, she? Not at the end. Oh, what is the she whole thing is end? that she basically steps up to be the ruler of Soul, and it's not just that. It's not about her. It's about Soul and like Earth having a proper place in the whole galactic politic. But then I guess it is about power because she's not trusting. Like that is happening, and it's Storm, and she doesn't want it to be Storm. She just wants it to be her. Well, she wants Sword to be the new shield, is like kind of kind of the end game, and then absorb Orcus, basically turn all of Orcus into the new shield. She wants to be in charge of everything. She just wants to be in charge of everything. So she's just like, but then it's like you she's like just completely like egomaniacal. Like she's just thinks that she knows better than everybody. Like even when she was talking about like how she's like, yeah, and I was fucking beast to like, you know, make sure that I can like have use that as a tactical advantage. Like every aspect of her life, even her relationship is like used to like, it, it's just, yeah, she, you know what it is? She just needs to like, there's sometimes, you know, that, that saying like, go touch grass. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking like go smell yeah. the roses or something. Go smell see the, a movie. Well, she doesn't want that. Go to a concert. She doesn't want that. She wants Get this girl a vibrator. Conquering. Yeah, she's basically Doctor Doom, but more subtle. Best to think of it. I will say, I do want Beast to show up in this more because I think Beast would totally be on her side. Exactly, and that's where I want to see is Beast betraying everybody to go on Abigail Brand's side. Maybe that's where this ends. Where then, and I think it should end with both of them being put in the pit. Well, I think it ends with both of them like going off together. Be like, we'll we'll be back and we'll get you. Or the oh, they'll just be like a Bonnie and Clyde bad guy couple. Ooh, that I'd read. Yeah, that's fun. So a lot of this issue is 
the brands X-Men, Cable, Weapon Zen, Korra, Thunderbird, Manifold, finding out that she used the progenitors to steal Cable's TO virus on purpose. And they use that to find the where, you know, basically all this is happening. And the way she was able to do that was by using this guy, Orbis Stellaris. This guy with like that round head, that round helmet head. Yeah. He's able to control and maybe even clone the progenitors, but he's behind a lot of this. In fact, he attacks them at the end. Big cliffhanger. Yeah. What do you think of this Orbis Stellaris? Are these progenitors anything related to that progenitor no. god? Okay. No. All right. No, it's just the use of the same name, which is annoying to me. Oh, and then they find out that these progenitors were responsible for the whole Vulcan thing in X-Men number 10. Yes, yes. But that's the thing is, are there, is there, is there more than one Vulcan now? No, there's always the same Vulcan. So the Vulcan that's there is the one that, that they sent back. He was never, he was never resurrected. resurrected. I mean, right. he it was technically resurrected when he did get killed eventually later in the last few issues or whatever. Right, right. But, um, okay. I, um, I, I like this because it's all just intrigue you know what i mean yeah oh, diplomatic yeah. intrigue that's what i love that's why i love this and i love immortal because it's all like diplomatic intrigue rather than just like using this other idea of hey you know what we should do we should go back in the past and save a two billion year old mutants you know what i mean like yeah, using the same for, old forward facing yeah use the yeah just like these made up plot points just to get a battle between two particular heroes. It's so lame to me. This is just so much more fascinating and interesting. Yeah. Especially when I tell you my theory. All right. What's your theory? What's your theory? What's your theory? Orbis Stellaris. Yeah. You you could picture him, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's going to be our third sinister. Um, That's going to be the sinister with the spade. I say spade. spade. You save hard for last, right? Mm, oh, the heart sinister might be a good sinister. Oh, there you are. I yeah, love Yeah, but he's it. like, this guy's cloning stuff. He's controlling You're progenitors. Right. Like, this is so a sinister. <laughs> You're right. Oh, I love that. That's why he's got that weird helmet. Because, you know, you, you need a reveal, right? Yes. So who's the reveal? But isn't he a giant? Well, he could probably make himself grow. Or is it like a Wizard of Oz thing? Like, pay no Maybe. attention to that sinister behind the curtain. Or he's like, he's in a chair inside <laughs> that helmet with like a joystick. <laughs> pay no attention to that sinister in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a sinister. That'll be revealed two issues from now. I love it. I love it. Because we need to get more involved in the... Because technically then... Because that's the thing is... is It's um, club sinister... Clover bar, Sinister? Bar Sinister. Bar Sinister? What are we calling that second one? What was his original name? Doctor. Oh, Claw, oh, I see what you're doing. Club Sinister. Yeah, Dr. Stasis. Dr. Oh, that's Stasis. Another reason. That's another reason. Mr. Sinister, Dr. Stasis, Orbis Stellaris. They're yeah. all similar. But but did we see him at all in Axe? No. Okay. So yeah, we still need to get more. We still need, there still needs to be more 
finalizing of that. And I do think I think your thing plans out, especially if we're getting a whole sinister comic that's leading up to like the end of mutants or whatever. We need more sinisters. Also, he's trying to control the summers. Hello, Vulcan. Oh yeah. Right. This all makes sense. So if now I feel like if they don't do it, then it's like, oh, our idea is better. Well, your idea. I love right? how, I love how I'm taking credit for it now too. You didn't do shit. <laughs> I listened. I actively oh, thank you. listened. Thank you. Yes. That <laughs> and if there was no one to listen, then the theory would not have been able to be yeah. broadcast. If Brett has a theory in the woods and no one's there to hear it. Um, anyway, I love that. I love it. And I love this book. And basically, I just love how in the end it's going to be like, um, basically you're dealing with Storm and Cable. I think they're going to win. Sorry, Brand. Sorry. And the fact that, because that's the thing, is the fact that Storm, that Brand thinks she can beat Storm. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, how exciting is it that she was like, I don't know where Storm is. I know she's not there. I know she's not there, but I don't have eyes on her. Where is she? That is my favorite part of this book. Mm -hmm. Because Storm's like, yeah, you'll know where I am when I decide you to know, Mm -hmm. bitch. Incredible. But that was our only X book for the week. Yeah, that was it. It was crazy. Can we talk about some more, though? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get a hit. You can, uh, you can, uh, 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 uh. uh. So you read She-Hulk number seven, yeah? Not the latest one. The last one I read okay. was when she fu- was with Nightcrawler. Right. Did that continue? Is there more Krakoa and stuff? No, there's nothing about Krakoa in oh, She-Hulk. Okay. It's more Jack of Hearts. See, that, I'm kind of over the Jack of Hearts stuff. Are they fucking they did at fuck. least? They, they did. did fuck. And this is the morning after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really good. Um, but this one, it's basically centers on a new case. Um, but it's one you might enjoy. It's Rainbow Rowell who wrote Runaways. And the new client is Doombot and Victor Mancha. Um, against each other, or are they both together suing together. somebody else? Okay. Together. There is somebody, I forget who, but they're deciding to sue Doombot and hold Doombot accountable for all of Dr. Doom's crimes. Oh. And Victor wants Jen to basically say, you can't accuse a Doombot of a Doom crime. Yeah, that's insane. That seems like a slam dunk. Also, I do love, but also Rainbow Rowell's Doombot was so funny. And the fact that she's writing the same character, it's probably really Yes. Yes. The Doombot is I am Doom! (laughs) The Doombot is hilarious. I say catch up. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of relationship stuff, but, um, you know, it's Rainbow Rowell. So it's better written than most comic books. You should read her book, Carry On, the gay Harry Potter. Yeah, the gay Harry Potter. It's so good. Well, goddamn, I will. And I read yeah, it in like one twist. day. It's, uh, I love it. There's a big, there's twist, a big twist, twist at She-Hulk. the She Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you know, it's like it advances the plot. So it's like okay, here we go. Of the Doom thing or of the of the Jack? of the um, Jack of Hearts thing. Oh, he's uh, gay. I wish. <laughs> Ooh, we're gonna talk about something gay later when we talk about TV. Yeah, yes. I'm so excited. Um, what, no, what was the red? Tw- oh, okay. You're not gonna tell me. The oh, twist. the twist is that. The um, Jack of Hearts thinks like he escaped from space, but 
the the chamber he escaped out of is in the basement of these other characters that Jen just found. Oh. So. Oh, that sucks. No, I'm it sucks. <laughs> I also want to tell you about Secret Invasion number one. I feel like it's by Ryan North. I feel like you should read it because the TV series is coming soon. But it's like usually these things don't connect to the TV series. They're in different universes. Why should I care? Just to get, I don't know, the, the, get the vibe. Also, in the universe, in the MCU, the Skrulls are good guys. And in the in the comic books, they're bad guys. Isn't it like completely different? Oh, good, evil. So naive. All right, give me, give me the elevator pitch of, of Secret Invasion. Basically, it's Secret Invasion, but contained to one limited series instead of a big crossover event. But it's still like, so-and-so could be a Skrull. And it looks like... Echo Phoenix might be one. What? Yep. I mean, I guess that's a good way to get rid of the Phoenix and Echo. I love that. But so then what if, is the Phoenix so dumb that it didn't realize it was going into a scrawl? Well, I think that it happened after. And I have no idea how the scrolls got the drop on a Phoenix, but Yeah, that seemed all right. That seems like a pretty they don't confirm tough it, pill but if to I'm, swallow. If I'm looking at it, it's one of the Avengers. It's either Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Cap, Iron Man, or Phoenix. All right. You should read it. But you know what else you should read? What? Captain Marvel number 43. Why? Is Rogue in Be- it? Yes. Oh, shit. I love when Rogue shows up. It's Carol gets a distress call from Rogue. Because they have the most awkward relationship where they're like, yeah, we're friends now, but also, you know, yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> so Rogue sends a distress signal to Carol from space and Carol goes to the treehouse and is like, where's Rogue? And they're like, we don't know. And she's like, well, I got a distress signal. And Jean and Scott are like, well, we're really busy. And Carol's like, oh, well, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're fucking. <laughs> it's so rude. But Carol brings hazmat and spider woman to the treehouse oh fun and picks up four other x-men to, to go, go with get her Rogue. oh shit i have to read this fuck yeah you want to know who they are yes who are the x-men that go with her uh wolverine laura okay um gambit of course um polaris nice and Psylocke, Quanon. Quanon, ah, oh, yes. It's real good. I mean, I've Jean never seen- literally is like, I'm too busy to go, but Quanon will go. She's like, what? <laughs> right. Love it. Love it. So yeah, it's Spider, I mean, get, come on. Spider-Woman and Psylocke? Pfft. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. All I know is that I hope that she's um, trapped in some sort of, I know we've already done this, but I need another casino type thing where all of them need to dress to the nines to bust her out of somewhere. I want yes. all of them in dresses. They need to all be in dresses at some point. Well, that's not going to happen because they find Rogue at the end. Oh, Jesus Christ. Forget it. And she's a brood. Oh, no. It's the brood. Then they should have taken Brew with them. Right? Because Brew has control over all the brood, doesn't he? I think Doesn't that, he have the brood egg? I think there was like some data page that said that that's not true anymore. 
Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Can't keep up with anything. Mm-mm. I will tell you this. I am not a fan of brood plot lines. Really? I would think like that being such a big part of the era when you and I were 13. Yeah, and those are the parts that I like. Those are the least interesting Australian outback stories. Yeah. Or the brood stories. I loved them. Actually, like they were like that was one of the the very first ones was the brood the in the outback for me. I mean, I will say I loved it's the um isn't that where right before Polaris turns to malice, her and Havoc discover like the brood yes. ship. And yes. that's where like I will tell you that Chris, in the shark. Yes. Yes, but that was the one nice thing is Chris Claremont knew like, oh, I'm writing this book for the next like eight years. I'm just going to drop in all of these plot lines and then just pick them up whenever I want. And then he did eventually get around to all of them. Oh, Chris, I used to love you Before so they much. pushed him out of an airplane. Mm-hmm. And he went insane. Um, we should probably talk about TV because a new show that we love just dropped its fourth season. Yeah, why don't we hit the music? Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Bam, 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 bam. I love their. Yeah, I love. I love the theme song of Titans. Titans. Now, as you know, there is Teen Titans Go. There is Young Justice, which is basically Titans. Sure. There's so many different um, versions of it, but this Titans is like the rated R version. This is the rated R version of of all of Nightwing. We've got Raven. We've got Starfire. We've got uh, Beast Boy. um, And we've got a new Robin. And we've got Superboy. And I will tell you this. I liked last season... But I feel like this is the best season since season one, even just after it was first real. They dropped episodes one and two and they were real tight. And I will say they're whatever they were going for in a particular scene or segment. They nailed it. Yeah. And I think it's from action to horror because it's also like they are they have clear idea of who the bad guy is. There's like a clear bad guy. I mean, there's multiple bad guys, but there's a clear like evil force that they're fighting against. But also their team is together and tight and there's not a whole bunch of them. It opens with the team bowling together and you've got like a good 10 minutes. Although Wonder Girl, why is Wonder Girl not there? Oh, she's my favorite. She should have been there. That's the only complaint I have. Please be in this season. There's no reason for her to not be there. She's so sexy. Mm. I can't with Wonder Girl. Um, but yeah, they're having fun, they're bowling, and then weird shit starts to happen, courtesy of Lex Luthor and some occult scientists that he pissed off. And we all know who that actress is. Who? Run, Lola, run. That is Famka Potente? Yes! Get out. Oh, you didn't did recognize her? As Mother Mayhem? Yes! I did not recognize her. Isn't that amazing? Her. It's fucking <gasps> Run, Lola, Run. I'm so happy. Yes! Because oh. she started talking like in that German accent. I'm like, oh, she looks like Run. Wait a minute. And I oh. looked it up and I'm like, that fucking bitch is Run, Lola, Run. I wish I was a playground. And that, what's that? <laughs> that song? Yes. From that, that movie? That whole movie. Run, Lola, Run. One of the best oh, movies I love ever that made. movie. 
Um, yeah. Wow. Because we have the bag. We also have Sebastian from uh, uh, the originals is was kind of setting up to be, I right. guess, the other bad guy. The new brother blood. The new brother yeah, blood. Yeah, it's, it's mother mayhem, brother, brother blood, and I think there's a third one. Yeah. Or, you know, Kla- know, Klaus from the originals. But Sebastian blood. Is it Sebastian blood? I think is his name. I think they uh-huh. were calling him Sebastian. Anyway, Brother Blood is a DC character where he's cursed that his child will kill him after a hundred years and then take over. Really? Yeah. I was reading up on it and I was like, why don't you just like not have a kid? Just don't have a kid. Yeah. Maybe like straight people can't, put, they cannot help themselves. Put a, ru- they put a rubber on, get a vasectomy. They I would just get a vasectomy. Kids. Yeah. Dummies. Sebastian blood, brother blood. Um, Anyway, the Titans is a real tight team. Also, they go to meet Superman. So they, this time, all of last season was in Gotham. This season, they're in Metropolis. Yeah, and they basically meet up with like Superman, like the Superman Corporation that are studying Star Superman. Labs. Star Labs, and they meet this guy who's like their Q, and Q for queer. Some, Hello. F- some fucking homo who's he basically sure just did. jacking out their cars, jacking out their yeah. costumes. Given Beast Boy a costume, he can change in and not be naked anymore, that bastard. And then jacking off Robin. Yeah, so he sure does slip. Um, Tim Drake, hello, came out in the comics, remember? A uh, little business card and said, hey, if you need help. And then Tim Drake was like taking photos of himself with the bow staff that cute Star Labs guy gave him. And Raven was like, what are you taking pictures for? He's like, oh, I'm going to send it to that guy at Star Labs. That guy? To say thank you. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, her and Beast Boy are just like, mm-hmm. and they're like all still like chummy chum. Like they're a couple, right? Yeah. And, uh, um, but then also Raven is seeing a culty weird, having weird visions. But then Beast Boy, when he tries to transform, he's seeing weird visions. Um, there's like a bunch, there's like weird magic, evil magic. That's kind of like seeping around. And this is the cool thing is they introduce Lex Luthor, who's played by what's that actor's name? He was in. Is that is that Titus Welliver? I think. Yeah. Is that the guy that played the black smoke monster in Lost? Maybe. I think so. <laughs> um. Anyway, but Lex Luthor fucking bites it. He fucking dies. Which I did not see coming. Leaving Run Lola Run to take over. Yes, I'm right. It's Titus Welliver. And to make things better, the new powers that Starfire has are kind of making her the new like power one. She's the new power yeah. player. So, and I do, I will feel like the last season they were all separated and had different plot points where like she was dealing with her sister and everyone was dealing with different things. I like that they're all just together dealing with one big bad. I love that too. I also love that they're telegraphing. I, we're going to meet Superman before the season's over, right? Who we would play to. Superman? I mean, don't you feel it should be the? No, look at they just had some nobody play Batman, the guy from Game of Thrones. No, no, but I'm saying I, I, I think that's the. But this is TV world. I think the TV Superman from Lois and not Lois and Clark. Yeah, but they're not all the same universe. All the TV shows. Yeah, that's true. But uh, anyway, they could pull a Spider-Man. 
No Way Home and just have all those Supermans show up. Ooh, not all of them. I oh, think what do you mean, that Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I think that the um, the boy who plays Superboy, Joshua Orpin, is really hot, and I love that there are so many shots of him looking concerned in this show. Yeah, because he's like, I feel evil. I will mm. say this, but there's one flaw in this. One flaw? Um, If your dad is an evil villain, that doesn't mean you're going to be an evil villain. The one thing, I know. Where, the one thing that it might make you an evil villain is if that evil villain is raising you. I don't get the idea that like just because you have Lex Luthor's DNA doesn't mean you understand being a, a villain. I understand being evil. Yeah, it's like, no, you don't. Because evil is a learned thing, not an ingrained thing. I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? Well, then there's being a psychopath. That's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, that's The Good Son. Isn't that where the mom... Ends up killing. She's got, she drops her son and saves Elijah Wood. Well, she yeah, that's right. And Macaulay Culkin's the son. Well, uh, who would drop Elijah Wood? Nobody. No, he was such an adorable kid. He's an adorable he adult. He is. He's going to be on Yellow Jackets. Oh God, I need to finish watching that season. Shit. Oh my God, he's going to be like the foil to uh, Christina Ricci. He's oh, going to be like an it. amateur online investigator. Oh, he's love it. Her way. Love uh, it. Okay, yes. I need to finish that before the next season comes out. Oh my God, the ending scene of Yellow Jackets. Don't is say anything. Fucking say anything. wild. It's wild, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah. Anyways, Titans off to a great start. Yeah, and also it's just and you're if you if you're just gay and you're like I don't want to watch this. There Trust are me, so it, every every um, Titan male Titan is insanely hot. Yes, like I don't know who I would choose. It's more like what are you in the mood for? Do you want someone more beefy? Right. Do you want someone more twinky? Like, but they're all so hot. I mean, okay, if you had to have a threesome and you were going to be basically, um, you could only pick two of them. Oh my to, God. Would you pick Superboy and, and Nightwing, I am assuming? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I might go, I might go Superboy. No. Yes. Yeah, no, I have I, to do Nightwing. I'd have to do, he's the hottest. I have call. to do Nightwing. I would, I, I think might I might take Nightwing Beast Boy. And, I think I might take Beast Boy. And I was going to say I might do Nightwing and Tim Drake. But Tim Drake's really hot too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I have a feeling we're probably going to get some sort of, uh, I'm hoping we get some, at least some sort of makeout scene with Tim Drake. Oh, I love that they're going with gay Tim Drake. Oh my God. What? That that brought me to life when that business card scene happened. Mm-hmm. I, I know you texted. Brett texted. I me. texted you. You're like, is he a faggot? <laughs> <laughs> is Robin a faggot? That's why he's so obsessed about getting his new outfit because mm-hmm. he's gay. He's like, I just want something that makes my butt look good, better. <laughs> Um, Titans oh, can't is wait. great. And I guess that means Doom Patrol is right around the corner. And Doom Patrol is coming t- soon as well. It's great. 
Love it. That's all I got for you. That's all I have too. Hmm. Well. Well, excellent. Guys, um, I'm hoping you have voted. By the time this comes out, um, the elections will probably have all Ooh. taken place. Please. So I really hope you voted. And um, but no matter what happens, as the world crumbles crumbles around us, we get to see hot guys in spandex fighting, and that's what really matters in this world. And it is because I hate to break it to you all, but please don't. If you read comics. I really hate to say this, but that makes you queer. Queer. Bye. Bye.